So I burned a source this week. It's true. And it's my fault. And this is my confessional. I'm David Catney. This is The Rant on Too Close to Call. Thank you for tuning in to The Rant. I debated about talking about this because it's uncomfortable for me to admit a mistake, but I did burn a source this week, and part of my mission statement of the Substack when I launched it back in January was to be honest, to give you a peek behind the scenes, how the sausage is made. This is how the sausage is made, and I made a sourcing mistake this week in my recent piece for The Atlantic. Please still read it. I will link to it in the story. It is about the Ohio Senate race and Tim Ryan. It published Monday morning. Before J.D. Vance was the nominee, sort of a relevant, still relevant story about whether Democrats can compete in Ohio and whether a candidacy like Tim Ryan's can still resonate in a Midwestern state trending towards Trump. That is sort of all irrelevant to what I'm talking about here which is really pissing off a source that contributed to the story. And to be clear, I didn't get something wrong, but I mean, in fact, I revealed too much in in what happened, but I want to, I want to go through what happened because, you know, I have to admit it was my mistake. I'm now owning up to it. This is my public, uh, contrition, I guess is the best way to, way to put it. So my piece went up Monday morning. I'm at a coffee shop. I was actually, I had a, <laughs> I had my place being clean. I don't want to be here when the cleaning is here. I went to a coffee shop and I get a call, I get a text. I actually get a text from, from a Democratic strategist who I can't talk about because this is part of the reason why I got in trouble. But a text from a Democratic strategist who I spoke to for the story for The Atlantic, which is called One Moderate Against the Red Wave on The Atlantic. It's by me. It's beautifully written. Obviously, you should go read it. But I get a text that said, can you please call me? And now that is not a good text to receive. If you are a reporter, no one texts you to call you and praise you and say, I want to, can you call me? And so we can talk about how good your story was. That doesn't happen. So I get that. And I immediately, before I call anyone back, I go right to the story and I say, "What, what did I do wrong? I'm looking through the story and I'm skimming down through the paragraphs. I'm like, well, it doesn't look like anything's wrong. What could what could have been wrong? So here's the here's the sentence that got that, that is the problem. Um, when Priorities USA, the dominant Democratic super PAC, announced its $30 million digital investment for 2022 at the beginning of the year, Ohio was not among the seven states included. A representative for the PAC declined to even offer a comment on the record about Ohio to avoid provoking second-guessing about the decision. To avoid provoking second-guessing about the decision. To avoid provoking second-guessing about the decision. The reason I repeated that three times is that is a reason 
I burned the sores. And it took me a while to get to admitting it. But so I talked to a bunch of people for this piece. And I want to explain how this happened. Um, you know, uh, this piece was over several months, honestly. The Atlantic is a little bit of a slow roller to get an edit and get it out. The editor, so you talk to a lot of people. No one talks on the record in politics. So if you're in, if you're not in politics, I want to just lay that out there. Everyone, you call someone up, they're with a candidate, a committee, whoever. They're like, how are we doing this? They're, they're not doing it by name, most likely, 90% of the time. So you have to negotiate the terms. Background, a person, like some people don't even want to be, they're, they're in the campaign, but you can't say that. They have to be associated with the campaign. Anyway, um, so the so for you to understand this, this is about Tim Ryan. He's a Democrat running in Ohio. Can he win? I'm evaluating that question for the story. I go to Democratic super PACs. I notice they're not spending in Ohio. Big surprise. Trump won the state by eight points twice. Probably Ohio's not competitive. It's probably not on the map. Democratic super PACs, where all the biggest donors and their biggest investors place their money, are not investing in Ohio. Okay. So I go to the Democratic, one of the Democratic super PACs, and I say, well, why not? Why aren't you investing in Ohio? And the person who I spoke with immediately says, and I have to admit this, well, I can't talk to you about this. We're not, you know, not on the record. So I said, okay, we have this conversation. This probably was my mistake. I am now of the belief you can't just let people go off the record and then talk. It is probably of no use of me. Most reporters will do it. We all do it. We all allow it because we get more information and then we had to figure out how can we wiggle this information into our story, even though they go off the record? But it gets you in trouble, as it got me in trouble, and this is why I had a problem. So the person I talked to at this super PAC who wasn't investing in Ohio was like, look, we don't want to talk about this. It's sketchy. People get mad. And it was off the record. But... The editor for my story was going through, so this is how I got to making the mistake. So really, if someone tells you something off the record, you can't put it in the story. Like, that's the rule. You can't put any of it in the story. I really didn't put any of this person, the name of this person is not in the story. The pack, the, their, their group is in the story, but they would have been in the story regardless if I had the conversation. But... The person who I spoke with said it had to be off the record. They're not going to comment. So I put in the story, a representative for the PAC declined to even comment on the record about Ohio. Should have ended it there. But I added the clause to avoid provoking second-guessing about the decision. That is – so the source calls me and says, whoa, we had this conversation off the record. And now you put the reason we wouldn't talk on the record in the story. You violated the agreement. And I had to catch a beat. I'm like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh, okay. My mistake. You're right. 
it's such a small thing to anyone outside of journalism, but it's kind of a huge thing because the source was apoplectic and said she had never dealt with someone in journalism who had betrayed her in such a violent way. I mean, she didn't use the words violent. It's my word. So the reason I'm in trouble is because I call this super PAC. They say they wouldn't talk about it on the record about why they weren't investing in Ohio. I put that they declined to comment about Ohio, but then explained why they wouldn't comment. Didn't name anyone, but I gave the rationale for why they wouldn't comment. And that was included in her author record conversation. I put that, I, and I included that in the story. And this strategist said, you violated the pact, which I struggled with for a while. I said, well, and then I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. I did. And part of this, and then I was about to blame it on my editor, and I did, because I had an editor of The Atlantic who went through, and again, no one talks on the record. So I had a bunch, you know, you read the story again. Tim Ryan in Ohio. The story is one moderate against the red wave for the Atlantic. The, you can't get away with a, doing a real political story without people talking to you off the record on background. The editor asked me to explain for every person I didn't identify why I didn't quote them. So I automatically did it for this person. I went through all of my sources. I'm like, all right, they want an explanation. The editor actually didn't ask for an explanation on this one, and I put it in automatically. It was my fault. I shouldn't have done it. I should have ended the sentence that a representative for the PAC declined to even offer comment on the record, period. I added about Ohio to avoid provoking second-guessing about the decision. The reason... And that is what the source said. Hey, no, that's what we keep private. We don't want to talk about it. So I violated the source. The source said they're not going to talk to me anymore. This has happened before. It has happened to other reporters. I will own up to the mistake. I think it's kind of a minor mistake. But I will tell you in you know full transparency for because you're a too close to call subscriber that this is now going to exert maximum pain on me because the source is not going to deal with me on this story. They think I betrayed. It is in like the 20th graph of the story, but to them, their, their donors will see this and say, whoa, what, what do you mean? Are we second guessing the decision? They don't want any question mark. The smarter way to done it would have just said they declined to comment or to not allow them to go on the record. And that's a bigger question, which I want to get into on a separate, on a different episode of The Rant. We're already at 11 minutes, so I don't want to make this that much longer. But when reporters allow, how much should reporters allow a source to go off the record? To me, if you call up a party committee who's spending tens of millions of dollars on Senate races, they should have to comment on why they're not investing in a certain Senate race. That's what I wanted to figure out. They said, no, we're not talking on the record. Fuck you. Go write your story. I agreed to that, talked off the record, and then unintentionally, this was not, you know, I put in a rationale in the story that I did get from them that should have not, you know, should have not been in the story because they didn't agree. 
they're still not really on the record because there's no person, but this is how sensitive sources are. Even if it's even if it's written in my own words, attributed to their group, they said you use this information, it was off the record. And technically, she's right. I told her that. The interesting thing is I went to my editors about this and I'm like, I laid everything out like I did to you. I'm like, should we change this? They're like, no, we're not gonna change it. <laughs> so that is on, you know. And then I went back to her and she's like, it doesn't matter. It's in the story now. You know, you made your bed, you can lay in it. So the super back is not going to be giving Dave any big scoops in the meantime. And it's so not worth it, given that this was not a prominent, you know, it was it's a detail in my story, not a prominent piece. But it is a mistake. I burned a source. I want to own up to it. That's why this subsect exists is sort of for me to talk about how this goes on. I think it raises a bigger question of how journalists should treat sources who refuse to go on the record to talk about anything. We all have to do it sometimes, but where do we draw the line? And I think that is a bigger question for a future episode. Otherwise, I'm having a great week. I hope you are too. And please still read the article of The Atlantic headlined one moderate against the red wave about Tim Ryan and the Ohio Senate race. Love you. See you soon.